When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the hump day edition of the Donna and Steve experience. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yes, quick. Oh, my. Middle wow. of the week. We made it. This Woo! week is just buzzing. We made it. <laughs> you know, it is all downhill from here, right? In a good way, downhill. Yeah, no, yeah, we're not should... climbing up the yeah, uh, the sledding hill mm-hmm. right now. We're at the no. top of the hill. We're at the right top now. of the hill. We're tubing now. And we're going to sled tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be great. That's um, fun sledding. Oh, Donna, we should go again to that place I you know. took me to. Oh. We went to, um, oh my gosh, where did we go? We're in uh, uh, Wisconsin. Nope, we no, we were in Duluth. Duluth. Oh. It's uh, Spirit Mountain. Oh, God. Yes. Yeah, that was so much fun. But, you know, they're probably looking like, what's with this 50-year-old going climbing up this thing? Uh, who cares? Yeah, they're like, it. that lady's awesome. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're probably right. Have fun, YOLO. So your bones, we don't know, no one knows the state of their bones anyway, until one breaks. So whatever, figure it out on a tube. Have fun. Thanks. It's a little too cold right now, I it would is. say. I mean, it's, uh, the, want... the feels like was it last time I checked thirty five below. That's not good. It's not good, but you know it's gonna it's gonna go up. By the way, we now have had fourteen days below zero. Thank you to the mad scientist of meteorology, Jonathan Uhas. <laughs> I reached out to him yesterday. I said, contextualize this. Feels like we're getting pummeled right now. Yeah, it does. We've had uh we had one below zero day in December. We have now had thirteen in January. Uh, so half of the days in January has been sub-zero at some point. Wow. He said a, a typical winter would be fifteen total days below zero, and uh, and so we're trending like we're going to go past that, seeing that mm. it's only the end of January. I was talking to a friend in Florida last night, Florida. and he was saying that it's you know super crappy over there and i read a story this morning that said like the iguanas are gonna start falling out of the trees no and you're not supposed to touch them or anything because i guess they go into yeah like they go into hibernation if they get too cold oh well thoughts and prayers i'm looking at tampa's forecast right now you're right on a high of 64 yeah okay it's pretty cold um but you know what what's that that didn't stop Peyton Manning for showing up. Oh. Uh, he showed up. Apparently, he was spotted at the Mall of America and then on some lake. Oh. And this was on Monday. And he was filming something. And uh, there were some Twitter users who got some shots. And he was wearing a Tommy Kramer Vikings jersey. Mm. It wasn't exactly clear at the time what he was doing. But then John Randall... Yes. Uh, 
very famous. The great John Randall. Legendary John Randall uh, tweeted a photo of himself and Peyton Manning on a frozen lake together saying that he was visiting as part of his ESPN Plus series, Peyton's Place. Yes. Yep. So they were filming a bit at Spring Park Bay. Um, Let's see, which I think in... They were in Lake Minnetonka. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody saw him at Culver's. No, Peyton Manning. Yeah. <gasps> wow, I freaking love that guy. He's great. He's he he might be the the best on microphone guy in NFL's recent history. He's just interesting. He's smart, but he's funny. He's hosted SNL. He's good in commercials. He's great in an interview. He, he and Eli now doing this alternate Monday Night Football broadcast on ESPN2. People have loved. They get major interviews all via Zoom, but they're connecting with massive stars every week as they sit back and sort of collectively watch Monday Night Football and talk about whatever that star that happens to be on wants to talk about. He's very like, well, I find this all to be really good news, you know, that he was here in Minnesota, Peyton Manning, and shooting some stuff for that upcoming episode because my dream about him last night was that Peyton Manning had died. All right, Don. Yeah. At the age of 69, Peyton Manning had died. But 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 that 69, that was today. That was like yeah. those present day, mm. not Peyton 25 years from now. He's right. he was dead in my dream and so when I found out that he was alive and well here in Minnesota, that was a relief. Okay, so aside from uh, how you think about him in football, mm-hmm. as a person, how would you describe him? Um, I think he is a man with his own checkered past, but strikes me by and large as a uh, as a positive guy, mm-hmm. does the right thing, doesn't get in public trouble. You know, he seems to be kind of a, um, uh, by the rule of law, he's okay. like, all right, I'll be a good guy. He's okay. a s- square. <laughs> Okay, so um, that is a part of yourself that you're dreaming about. It's an imagined part of yourself. Mm-hmm. And death is change in a dream. So there's something that's happening within you right now that is allowing you to let go of that part of yourself and change it. It that's doesn't have Donna. to be a negative thing. No, it's not. Donna's <laughs> been a negative influence. No, I no. used to be better. No, I think that you are letting yourself be more you. Um, the beard? And not- is it the beard? I don't think it's the beard. I think oh. it has to do with maybe um, just loosening up a little bit and being able to. You don't have to be the all American dad mm. anymore because mm. you're not on TV anymore. So we're going to throw that out. Yeah, yeah. you've given you a little grit. That's oh, right. Here. Yeah. I mean, look at the things you've been talking about lately. Spring, you know, deodorant for the air. Down your pants, down my pants, mm. just mm-hmm. for some freshness. Yeah, which, that by the way, seared them off. The hit of the my household last night. Just that conversation, really. Horrifying. I mean, MC just. That was when I sprayed bathroom oh, room spray on my family jewels in an yeah. attempt to just quickly freshen. I saw it and I was like, "Oh, freshen up!" And I almost got a chemical burn. And I said to Steve at the time, after he shared the story mm-hmm. months back, I said. What would you say if you saw your son doing that? I would say, you idiot. What are you thinking? Whereas I thought in that moment, no one else has thought of this. I I can spray this here. (laughs) Who cares? But I sprayed it (gasps) right on, direct, (laughs) three inches away, just right on it, heavy spray. Again, it was called Citrus Magic, and I stand by it. It is the greatest bathroom spray you will ever buy. Just bought two more bottles on Amazon. Citrus Magic. It's so good. 
but I thought it was organic because citrus was in it. And there's there are oranges on the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> and Donna, there has to be some type of alcohol in it though to make it. You know, it's I not sensed just, it. Not I sensed just orange peel in there. No, you it feels like it's it. got you a physically sensed it. A touch of maybe scotch. In it. <laughs> it was like, oh, alcohol. oh my gosh, it That's was so great. unbelievable. Okay, we're going to take a break, and I want to save this for after the break. Okay. Yesterday, as you guys know, Total Warrior, thank you guys for the letters and the calls, a lot of people reaching out with concern. Mm. I had a scratch on my eye, so my eye was a little red, mm. and I just powered through. I broadcasted the bejesus out of the Donna and Steve show, and then I went to the optometrist, and... Learned some things about my eyes yesterday. It was the best eye visit I've ever had in my life. And I asked about the very special eye drops that somebody just reached out to me over the weekend on Instagram. Tell me where you and Donna get those eye drops you rave about. So I said, Doc, I've got a question about some eye drops I use. Wait until you hear his opinion on them Mm. and their competition. That when we come back, Donna and Steve on my talk. Hey, everyone knows the Y is a terrific place to run, swim, stretch, and work on your fitness goals. Well, of course, but did you know that they also offer other benefits that improve your whole person well-being? That's right. The Y offers health coaching, acupuncture, mindfulness, and yoga. Yeah, so you can better your body and your mind. Oh, my gosh. Join the Y by January 31st and get $0 enrollment. Go to ymcanorth.org. And we're back. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Producer Don McLean hanging with us as well. Hello. Hello. Hello, John. Hello. All right. Steve and I, we um, really like these eye drops called Lumify. Because they're the greatest eye drops we've ever experienced. Yep. They are a little pricey. They're, they're more pricey. expensive than Visine, they're more expensive than Clear Eyes. They say that they can keep your eyes white for up to eight hours. And so I was at the optometrist yesterday because I had gone through some sort of a severe eye injury. I had a scratch on the surface of my eye and it was making my eye red Mm. and itchy. And you want to scratch it. When you scratch it, then it gets more red, blah, blah, blah. So we go through the whole thing. I get a steroid drop. Okay, guys, I'm on freaking roids right now. So if I start to rage at any point, it's it's the roids that I'm taking for my eye. I asked this doctor, who is the best optometrist or ophthalmologist, because they said they had both, and I opted not to ask him his qualifications. I didn't say, show me your papers. I need to see your degree. Oh, jeez. At any rate, he was wonderful. He was really great. Wow, that's nice that you got in so quickly. So quickly. It It was wonderful. And I talked to him about eye drops, and he said, here is the problem with eye drops. He said, you know, when you have products like Clear Eyes or Visine, the big names, mm-hmm. he said what they do is they go through and they restrict the blood vessels mm-hmm. on your eye, which is why then the blood vessels that normally would be wider and then more visible and red as blood flows through them, they get smaller, they're constricted, and you can't see them. He said, what I don't like about them is they do it freely, meaning there's no disregard. They're just shut off blood vessels, whether or not that vessel is for blood to come to the eye or away from the eye. Why that matters is blood coming to your eye is healthy. It keeps your eye moisturized. It gives it the nutrients that it would want through the the system of your body. 
Visine, clear eyes, according to him, they just, without regard, shut down the blood vessels. And the problem is, is that as time goes on, and if you've used those products for a long time, you know this, they actually, it begins a a sort of a, a feedback loop where then you need more of those. They work less for you. Oh. They don't make your eyes quite as white, nor right. do they last quite as long because of what's happening with your body. I said, well, I need to say one more brand to you, and you just tell me. Lumify. And he said, oh, I like Lumify. Huh. Isn't that surprising? Yeah. I, I like said, it. tell me why you like Lumify. He said, they also restrict, those eye drops also restrict blood vessels but they only restrict the blood vessels of the stuff going out from your eye, not the nutrients coming to your eye. And actually, they're an offshoot. They sort of discovered that Lumify had these properties uh, either through a glaucoma or a cataract treatment. It's glaucoma. Glaucoma. Boy, you've done a deeper dive on Lumify yeah, than I have. Yeah, You're yeah. just like um, very confidently nodding like, yep, yeah, I studied that. Mm-hmm. Intro to Lumify 101. I a lot. Yeah. So they uh, they get the my my eye doctor's seal of approval of if you're going to use an eye drop to keep your eyes white, use Lumify because they don't shut down the blood vessels that are coming to your eye delivering nutrients. They only shut the ones that are going out. They they shut down the flush, Got not it. the not to bring you the nutrients. So Donna, we can continue to use Lumify. Yay! See, now I had asked my eye doctor about it too, and and it was she basically said, yeah, that's that's fine. That is fine that you do that. I try to like squirt my eyes with um, saline every morning before I do anything. Which is also good. That's just, he said, if you can get the results that you're looking for with just natural refreshing tears where it's just, uh, that's the best way to go. But if you're in a situation where you really want your eyes to be white, whatever, I, you know what? That is the thing for me. If my eyes are fully white, I feel so much better. This sounds very vain, but I feel so much better about my appearance than if I have bloodshot eyes. Five bloodshot eyes, everything could be right. You could have a great hair day. You feel good around. You're just in good shape. If I have bloodshot eyes, I just feel like I'm a wreck. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I've always had a problem with bloodshot eyes. If I go to a bar and there was a lot of smoke, oh, mm-hmm. my oh, friends yeah. would be like, Me too. oh my God, your eyes are so bloodshot. I'm yes. like, I know. I always look like I'm stoned. You know, you feel every blink when that happens yes. too. I can't be in a casino now for more than like an hour oh. without being like, I got to get out of here. I agree. My mom loves to gamble. I'm like, no. no. Mom, this is not where we will do our bonding. <laughs> Let's go to the farmer's market. (laughs) Totally. Donna, you already said, huh, at the beginning of this, but could we make it official? Because I have some really fun things for you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The Beatles were once in talks to star in a Lord of the Rings movie. Ooh, I like that. Oh, it would have been awful. Paul would have been Frodo, Ringo, Sam, George, Gandalf, and John as Gollum. (laughs) I love that. They even approached Stanley Kubrick to direct it, but... Uh, Lord of the Rings author J.R.R. Tolkien nixed the project. He's like, no way. This is not. That would have had a. uh, Remember the Star Wars Christmas special on television? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. Feels like it would have been that kind of vibe. It just never could have been taken seriously. At least not in my mind. Yikes. Yeah, not good. John Hughes came up with the idea for Ferris Bueller's Day Off on February 25th, 1985. (laughs) He then pitched and sold the idea the next day, February 26th, finished the screenplay on March 3rd. That's how proficient John Hughes was from concept to concept rounded out enough to pitch it to actually being able to sell it, have a fully written screenplay and everything. I get him mixed up. Who do I get him mixed up with? Is he the guy with the pencil? Yes. (laughs) Which one is the one with the pencil mustache? John Waters. So he's like pretty in pink. John Waters. Well, no. Well, is John Waters an actor? No, John Waters is a director. But John Hughes did pretty in pink, didn't he? See, I don't know. Yes. John Hughes was all the Rat Pack movies, Donna. Brat Pack, excuse me. Okay, so John Waters is like hair. Yeah. That type of stuff. Yeah. Right? Yes. Thanks, Don. And then... um, Thank you, Donna. That drag queen that's very famous from the 80s is in... His movies a lot. Ooh, I'll look it oh. up. Sorry. Don't okay. mean to divert okay. the conversation. He did like Pink Flamingos, Pink, yep. Hairspray, not hair. Polyester, Serial Mom, Cry Baby. Serial Mom. Great. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Between 10 and 12% of the world's population is left-handed. Wow. That's it, me. It's physically impossible for pigs to look straight up to the sky. The anatomy of their neck muscles and their spine limits the movement of their head. It has nothing to do with having a fat neck. They are super cute, though. So if you wanted to sneak up on a pig or take one down, you should do it from 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 the top. (laughs) Like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. You want to get (laughs) dropped down on wires, suspended right above them. You get him in a rear naked choke, that pig's tapping out, man. Also, don't choke any pigs, gang. Okay. Thanks, Steve. (laughs) You got it, bud. Uh, When we come back, Disney has responded to Peter Dinklage's comments about Snow White. Tell you what they said, and then I'll tell you about the, uh, the Yellowstone effect. Apparently, this is a thing. I'll explain. Coming up next on My Talk 1071. Welcome back. Appreciate you guys listening to the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Do you think we're going to play Millennial X Games today? Oh, I wonder. Yep. I have confidence. You yeah, R- Rocco asked me and I said yes. Okay. I'm just, yes, wondering, you too. About, I'm just, just wondering about Rachel. Right. Um, I, I think we could do a stripped down. That. We could do a stripped down version of it. Okay. You know? I like it.
like it. We could even have it. Look, we could even do an unplugged version of it. Hour three is when we play this, by the way, 1130, hour three in the podcast. Okay. We could even have, we could uh, have Rocco make the noise. Okay. And then determine, you know, movies. I say we do it unplugged. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be great. (laughs) Maybe we should always do it this way. Okay, I like it. Uh, Do you recall the Peter Dinklage uh, story about the new live-action Snow White and the Seven Dwarves? Um, Well, he, he basically said that you know they're taking one step forward but they're the the seven dwarves living in a cave is really insensitive and not progressive and he feels like he has tried to do his part um you know as far as stereotypes and things like that and feels like he hasn't spoken loud enough well disney put out a statement saying and this is a quote To avoid reinforcing stereotypes from the original animated film, we are taking a different approach with these seven characters and have been consulting with members of the dwarfism community. We look forward to sharing more as the film heads into production after a lengthy development period. So it they should have included him on the board, you know, on the the group. Well, I mean, hindsight says yes. I don't think that they had to, though. Well, no, you know? but you know, he's a movie mate. You know, he's sure in movies. He's, he's an a, actor. Yeah, yeah, and certainly he's dealt a lot with the uh, with the perception. He's put him himself on the big screen, and so he can speak to that. To your point, I suppose in a different way. But they did have um, also they had cultural consultants for Aladdin and Mulan as well. So this isn't something they're doing because of his comments, but they just wanted him specifically to know that, hey, we, we've, we're working on, you know, sensitivity. Sure. Well, maybe too. I got to tell you, I'm not even too familiar. Like, I don't know if I've ever watched Snow White in its entirety. Maybe when I was a little kid, I kind of know more of Snow White peripherally. Um, I know the ride, uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train at uh, Disney. That was fun. You know, I, I sort of know of it that way. But you wonder if there might be, you know, if they are like sleepy, dopey, and all these kind of things, if they might be able to have more of a, more of like an empowered voice mm-hmm. of, you know, acknowledging like people look down on us because we're little Snow right. White. And then right. they might be able to do something different and kind of cool with that. Yeah. We can hope. Yeah. Hey, can we speak about Pinocchio for a second? I think because we've had a fair amount of questions about Pinocchio. Okay, so I thought this Pinocchio, unless the one I'm thinking of has already come and gone, there. I know that um, um, Del Toro, Guillermo yes. Del Toro, is making the, the one that's about to come out soon. Yes. Is this a cartoon? It's stop motion. What does that mean? It's that, like claymation, like Gumby, except way better. Oh, okay. you know, like, like Nightmare uh, Before Christmas. You know, like Fantastic uh, Mr. Fox. Yes, okay. yes. Sean the Sheep. So oh, okay. it's very detailed, little three D models in clay, and they move them ever so slightly in each frame to create the amazing, Damn. amazing. It's like a, that should take like twenty years to do. Oh, it's, it's like Rudolph it's so the Red Nosed Ranger was stop motion. You know? Okay, because yeah. I recall seeing a 
trailer or a teaser a year ago of a really dark. I know what you're talking about. So there is a separate movie. There is a separate movie. Yep. And that is uh, starring Oscar winner Roberto Benigni. Yes. Yes. That actually came out in 2019. And uh, and then I think it had some level of like a re-release or then available on demand. But there was a so there was the 1940 Pinocchio. Then there was the 2019 Pinocchio, which was live action and starred Roberto Benigni. And now they've got uh, the new one. Okay, thank you for clearing that up because I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, Yeah. you know what I'll do too. I'm gonna put up. uh, I'll I'll link this up here. Just give me a minute or two to do this. A teaser video. Okay, and I'll put it in for you, Donna, if you want to see it right now. Okay. Um, I just put it up in things that make you go. Okay. And um, anyway, they show you a little teaser of Ewan McGregor is in it as Cricket, um, in this little video it's maybe less than a minute but it shows you some of the cool stop motion i i saw this that's why i was confused okay december of 2022 i wonder what it's going to be like how um what's it going to be it's going to be pg right it's pinocchio it's stop motion (laughs) it's got to be pg but i wonder if it'll be maybe like this you know um if there will be, yeah, like a little bit of a creepy... He's Guillermo del Toro. This is what this guy does. You yeah, know, and it looks very dark. Um, okay, yeah. yeah. All right, I'll All right. this up here. Thank you, Steve. Whatever, Donna. Okay. Sorry. That was my corneal wow. scratch talking. <laughs> so what about yeah, that? Yeah, what was up with that? Yeah, you never said what happened. Yeah, I guess I just had like a... Your eyes are very a, bright and luminescent today. I think, thank you so much... Um, <laughs> See, you still got oh, a little bit I of that right that. there, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. going down though because I'm on steroids. Uh, four drops a day, thank you very much. Uh, I just have to. It's just like some sort of a scratch, some sort of an irritation, and you usually need a steroid to bump through it. Sometimes it can heal on its own. The steroid eye drop can keep it from getting in a little feedback loop where your eyelids are going over it, irritating it again, and oh. then it inflames again. Um, so anyway, we we got that. We got Oh, I'm also good. on steroids right now for my migraine. That oh, has lasted this is awesome! 26 days, so we could overpower Donna. Yes. Oh yeah, I feel we like could the destroy both of us together right now. You guys oh, have started gosh. like crunching cans and yeah. stuff. And this is just... how the Avengers were first formed. <laughs> Donna, look out, buddy! I know. I'll be the good guy. Imagine that. <laughs> anyway, onward I go with this story. Um, I think I'm the only person on the show watching Yellowstone. Yes. I am a little behind. I'm still on season three. Um, But the Hollywood reporter is calling this the Yellowstone effect. Oh. They just ordered a pilot following ranch families and rodeo competitions. I see. From Sean Cassidy. Ring a bell? Yes. Of course. Sean Cassidy of the Do Run Run fame. The do run, 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 the do run, run. Thank you. Anyway, it's called Unbroken. And they're going to, but what's going to make it different is they're going to follow um, young women who are trying to win big at the National Championship of Rodeo in California. It's so it's kind of got a Yellowstone y feel to it because, you know, the movie with um, what's his face. Um, oh my God! What's oh. his name? 
you know, that guy. Kevin Costner, thank you, um, is basically about a family, and they touch on the rodeo scene as well. But um, they're saying that, you know, the ratings for the fourth season were just 9.3 million viewers. That's a lot. Oh, that's a ton. For cable, that's bonkers. And it's already spawned off um, two spinoffs. The, yep. the 1883, and then mm-hmm. there's going to be another one coming called 6666. Oh. Don't know why it's called that. <laughs> but I wonder if we're going to start seeing more rodeo ranch type yeah. dramas. People Get back to like Dallas. That's yeah. what they do, man. Hollywood sees a profitable genre. And they, yeah. They go full tail. And then you just hope that they write good stories within the genre. Yeah. Correct. We saw, remember when we saw this with vampires? There was a big yes. vampire boom there yes. for a while. So, oh gosh, and then blood. it went, yes, and now it's like so fantasy yeah. is kind of a thing, and then the period pieces. Mm-hmm. What's that new show that everyone's gilded? Is oh, that what it's the gilded era, or I heard Lo J talking about it yesterday. Yeah, my roomie was watching that. Yeah, um, oh, I can't keep the gilded up, age. Guys. I can't, there's too much stuff. Can we just slow it down a little? Slow the train down. Speaking of too much stuff, we have so much right now, but I want to squeeze this in so that Janet J- uh, Jackson documentary coming out this weekend that has been some five years in the works. So there was a headline yesterday about Janet saying Michael sort of bullied her about her weight when they were younger and said some not nice things. I think if you've run with siblings long enough, you've known they're not necessarily out of the ordinary things that siblings would be mean to each other for some season of their life. But So that was the headline. Um, And she was talking about that and how that impacted her. But then I kept reading in this on Yahoo Entertainment, she was talking about when uh, Janet Jackson was talking about when she and Michael, their relationship started to strain. It goes back to Thriller. She said, I remember really loving the Thriller album, but for the first time in my life, I felt that it was different between us. The shift was happening, and that's the time that Mike and I started going our separate ways. He just wasn't as fun as he used to be. This really got my attention, because I remember I was 11. The summer of 1995, the song Scream came out. I watched the debut music video. was on NBC, as I recall, for some reason. I watched it and thought, oh, man, that looks so fun. How about this? When they worked together on the music video, Scream, Janet Jackson said she felt frozen out by him. Michael, get this, Michael shot nights. I shot days, she says. His record company would block off his set so I couldn't see what was going on. They didn't want me on set, and that really hurt me because I felt I was there fighting the fight with him not to battle him. I wanted it to feel like old times between he and I. And it didn't. Old times had long passed. Oh, that's sad. Who knew? You would have thought they shot that video in the same room the whole time, having fun. Not the case at all. Makes well, you they, wonder why she even did it. Well, they were standing right next to one another in the video. That's all an illusion? I don't know that all of it is, but I think that there are a lot of times when they figured, is it possible for this to be shot separately? Because then there were a couple scenes where they're like, they are genuinely with each other. Okay. So hmm. yeah, that's all, right. all I know. That documentary coming out this week. Friday and Saturday, A and E. There Girl. you go. I don't. What's it called, Janet? Damn it, Janet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what it should have been. Uh, you'll find it. It's you'll the Janet Jackson uh, documentary. There you go. Just Google. Okay. Um, when we come back, if you see something, you should say something. Uh, Tiffany Haddish addressed her DUI with Jimmy Fallon. We've got audio to share with you on that.
And David Letterman returning to NBC for one night only. Mm. We'll tell you about that, too, all coming up. And if you see something, say something next. New month, new listener rewards at mytalk1071.com. Now, ooh, we've got some cool stuff. We were just talking about Janet Jackson. JJ. Courtesy of the new uh, two-night documentary event, Friday and Saturday, and celebrating the 40th anniversary of Janet's first album. Mm. And one of the best-selling, highest-earning artists in music history. Lifetime, and is it Philo? Philo. It's Philo. I think it's Philo. They are bringing you full unprecedented access to Janet in an intimate, honest, and unfiltered look at her untold story. It's this Friday, January 28th, and uh, at 8 and 7, respectively? Uh, that would be, yeah, 8 Eastern, 7 Central. Got it. You can start your free trial at uh, philo.com. P-H-I-L-O. Thank you, Steve. Okay. Okay, I saw something. Hey, if you see something, say something. Oh, that is catchy, huh? Time for If You See Something, Say Something with Donna and Steve. If you see something, say something. Come on and party tonight. Tiffany Haddish was arrested in mid-January and charged with driving under the influence. Janvier. She was in Georgia. And so she actually had an appearance on The Tonight Show on Monday night. And Jimmy asked her about it. And here's how that went. I know you had a very public breakup, and then I just saw you are in the news last week. Well, I've been praying to God to send me a new man. A good man. <laughs> and uh, God went ahead and sent me four in a uniform. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't oh, expecting okay. that at all. And, and uh, now I got a really great lawyer, and uh, we're going to work it out. Yeah. And i got to get my my uh, asking of things to God a little better. Yeah, we got to be a little clearer. <laughs> wow, what a great way to address yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, make us laugh, you know. Exactly, and not saying, don't ask me about this. Right. right. That's great. So, but, I mean, it's not great that she was arrested and all that, but right. I'm sure she's going to move forward in a positive way. Thank you. Thank no, Donna, you. thank you <laughs> for your bravery. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like that, buddy Boo. No, that ah. can't be. It's true. Okay, so now uh, Letterman is going to be appearing on Late Night. Like my favorite, my favorite late night guy of all time, saying late night as in just the genre of late night talk mm-hmm. shows. Right. Just grew up watching Letter- Letterman and Conan is who I watched. And, oh, gosh, David Letterman was just fantastic. He, of course, worked at NBC and then thought he was the heir apparent because he hosted Late Night with David Letterman, right. which came on after The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. He really thought that he was the odds-on front runner to assume the role of The Tonight Show host when Johnny Carson left. However, Jay Leno... Came in, started appearing on the show, started doing some guest hosting on the show, and he ended up getting the gig. And it was a tumultuous falling out between Letterman, NBC, Jay Leno, all of it. Because Leno and Letterman used to be chummy buddies. They were fellow comics, right? You're working up and down the Sunset Strip. Yep. Slinging jokes. So it was this big falling out. Of course, CBS then woos David Letterman away and gives him not late night, but the late show with David Letterman. They give him a mega contract. I think every year that he was on the air, 
I think he made almost double what Leno was making. Because as I recall, he was making like mid-20s and Jay was making low teens in terms of millions of dollars. Any hoozle. All of that to say, David Letterman will be returning to NBC and to Late Night. But this time to Late Night with Seth Meyers to help celebrate the show's 40th anniversary on February 1st. That's very big of him. Late Night first premiered February 1st, 1982 with Letterman as host. Um, now, when he appeared with Conan, was it on NBC that uh, he was on? He could not have been on Conan's Tonight Show, but did he go on Conan's Late Night, maybe like uh, in the 90s or something like that? I don't mm. know what the year was. But it's been a while. But it was the first time he ever returned to his old studio. Oh, wow, yeah. After Conan took over the show, and Conan credits this moment for saving his late night career. Listen to this. When I first got this job, uh, I came here to to 30 Rock. How did you get this job, by the way? (laughs) Was it a theme writing contest? Yes. Yes. It was a what would I do with a talk show, and I was fourth. Uh, the quality of the stuff just knocks me out, and I, I think you've really done a great job to carve out a, a wonderful identity for yourselves, mm-hmm. and th- there's nothing like this show anywhere on television, and, and I really, really appreciate that. I think you did a nice job. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Hmm. They're kind of cut from the same cloth. See, yeah, they're are. both quirky. Love yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they say that Conan's show really would have continued to slide down in the ratings, and that Letterman's endorsement did give it a huge boost. I think that was back in 1994. Okay. okay. February of 94, um, which just to show you how much time flies, late wow. night, the, the genre would have been 12 at that point, and now it's 40. Wow. Holy Hannah. But anyway, it's okay. pretty cool video, though, um, of Letterman on with Conan, just like on a set. Just seeing Letterman getting interviewed on Conan's old set, it's just, it's interesting. I'm going to link it up. Link Looks it up, cool, man. man. So you're saying it. late night shows in general are 40 years old? No, no, no. The, 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 that show, Late yeah, Night with. Oh, oh, right. That's why he's coming for the 40th. 40. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. Because I remember like Tom Snyder, like all sorts oh, yeah. of like. Well, and then even before Johnny Carson, um, who was it? Steve Allen. Yes. Yes. And the, who famously, I think, walked off the show, if I'm mm-hmm. getting my Tonight Show uh, host correctly. And then Jack Parr. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But I, I, I just always thought, I remember. I remember a time in my living room where I, there was a, a friend over, Jared Ballow, and uh, he was there, and it was late at night, and his parents had come over, Ken and Jane, and so they're there, my parents, they would just stay up into the wee hours of the morning, sitting around having tea and those waffle cookies. What are those called? Is it Wetzel's or Wetzel's? Oh, those are like really thin ones. Yeah, yeah, you know, with like the ornate design. Oh, it looks yeah. like you're eating a dough doily, yes. essentially. So they would stay up. I love that they Quarantines. would stay up drinking tea. They would, yeah, they were all sober. No one drank, and they were just staying up tea in those weird little thingies. Anyway, I remember Jared was in the other room, and then it was it was late, and Letterman came on, and he couldn't have been more, I don't know, 12, 13, and he was watching Letterman, and he was laughing at what Letterman was joking about, and I thought, oh my gosh, he understands the things that are making people laugh, because at that point, I was probably eight, oh, thinking, what is everybody yeah. laughing at? What's oh, the joke? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember, you I thought, like I want to <laughs> learn this. I want to learn whatever 
It is, what's the oh, thing that he's yeah. saying that's funny? So then I started kicking around Letterman more. By the time I was, goodness, 12, 11 or 12, I was like a huge fan of Letterman. Oh, so that when we went to New York, I hung outside of the Ed Sullivan Theater waiting for an opportunity <laughs> to meet Letterman. Cute. And I, I did. It I was have great. to credit my brother with introducing me to like Monty Python's Flying Circus and mm-hmm. then Saturday Night Live and David Letterman and and just having a little more offbeat kind of interest, you know, yeah, interest in those types of shows rather than like the big mainstream ones. Because there's, there's something, like my father used to be like, what are you laughing at? Uh-huh. You know, he would look at my brother and I, who were a six-year age difference, and yeah. just be like, what? Why you, don't you laugh at it? Yeah. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> anyway, bye, Dawn. Bye-bye. See you later, Dawn. Thanks for everything. Uh-huh. You're our buddy, boo. Oh. Uh, when we come back, oh boy, he just resumed his tour, and now he has to postpone it again. We'll tell you who we're talking about. More Adele rumors, too, when we come right back. Oh, we're yeah. talking the beat.